Welcome to NFL Mayo. I'm Aiden. And I'm Brad. And those of you who have heard of us mentioning Brad quite often, he is now finally here in the flesh. At least you will hear the dulcet tones of his voice. We recorded a podcast with Brad last summer where he talked all about the Chargers who were heading into a very optimistic season with the roster they constructed. Unfortunately, due to some technological errors, we never got to publish that one. Hopefully, this one makes it to the airwaves. In this podcast, we're going to do a a draft spectacular. This will be the third annual. Generally, it's with T. We have a guest on this time, Brad Pence. Uh, We played football together in high school. We've been very good best friends for a long time. Also, an Air Force member, one of the people that got me interested in the Air Force. Uh, All-around good guy, Chargers fan. Brad, open up. Talk about yourself before we get into it. Well, uh, I, I, I will say that it's, it's almost a good thing that I wasn't able to talk all that hype about the Chargers and then have them fail spectacularly. So at least... Uh, too right, too right. Um, a- Aiden's very aware that I uh, I was a little too excited about their playoff game as well. Um, and I said some things that I now regret. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about the head coach, maybe, in particular? Yeah, um, at the time they were true, but... Um, in retrospect, I was jumping the gun a little bit and I have a tendency to do that. So hopefully this year is different. The injuries, uh, hopefully don't the injury bug doesn't strike us again quite like it did last year. And we have a, at least decent season, although I'm still hopeful for, you know, a deep playoff run. There's nothing worse than being on the upward trajectory and finally being at the position in the timeline. And generally now it's tied to rookie contracts for uh, quarterbacks. But being in the timeline where you can finally take shots in the trade market, in the free agency market, and have this roster assembled that you know is going to be competitive with the top teams in the league and then having guys go out there and shit the bed and or get hurt significantly um guys that come to mind is uh, jackson the cornerback from the patriots he played poorly and then got hurt um khalil mack was essentially your only defensive end playing that was solid for most of the season because of bosa then he decided to lose his fucking mind at the end of the year and i'm a bosa fan so i get how that is now you have a disgruntled running back who you may or may not be willing to pay who got almost all your touchdowns um you're the only team in the nfl paying two wide receivers 20 million a year so last year was in a lot of ways the most optimistic uh, spot you had been in in a while to compete in the postseason. Um, not that I don't think that you guys can compete this year, but yeah, I get I get the optimism, and it just sucks how these little things can completely derail yeah. a team. Uh, you know, we signed one-year veteran contracts with guys that actually showed up to play, and they played really well, and now we don't have them for this next season because we had Bryce Callahan last, last year who played very well for us and i mean you i know, know all about him yeah price callahan is is one of the better slot like slot corners in in the game and he just had some injury, injuries when he's on the field he gets hurt all the time he was not injured at all last season which is crazy uh with, yeah. with, a, with a year that we had so many injuries he was not the one and kyle van noy is another guy that i, mean, I, I was so excited when we signed him because I've, I've liked his game in a while he had eight sacks last year and he he didn't even start technically, for uh, almost half the season. 
Um, and we really had him slotted as uh, off the ball, and he's not coming back either. So last year we definitely sold out to try to win it all, and it was just the wrong year to do so is what we found out. I, I would argue not the wrong year, just unlucky in yeah. terms of what happened. Like I said, I feel like teams are always in these positions and then a few things can go the wrong way. A quarterback gets hurt, a couple key contributors get hurt, uh, guys underperform once they get paid, and it'll just derail an otherwise optimistic season. Uh, I picked up the phone there because Luke just texted, and that's, you know, co-host Luke Taylor. Um, but, yes, the Bears... Um, and the Chargers in completely different positions heading into the 2023 season. That said, we are going to do our third annual mock draft. We're going to do a first round mock where me and Brad are going to go back and forth picking players. Um, we'll talk about trades that we foresee um, the potentiality of happening at certain spots, but we're not going to actually incorporate any trades, mainly because... PFF eliminated the ability to do trades or draft after the third round on their mock draft sim if you didn't subscribe. Probably a good business move, but also kind of shysty. So we're going to do that. And then afterwards, we're going to talk about prospects we like for our teams. Uh, in the later rounds, we're going to talk about some hidden gems and just guys we love. Does that sound good? Does that sound good, you guys? Sounds good to me. Do you ever watch Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave? I, I... <laughs> As strange as it sounds, I've never watched all of it. Uh, coming from, I mean, it's definitely the comedy that I would like. I've definitely watched episodes and I've loved every bit of it because it's like, it's yes. exactly the kind of comedy. It's sketch that, comedy. It's the same humor that we've always liked. Yes. Uh, it's super dumb, but like, it just resonates. <laughs> yes. Uh, I would look into it because I've considered doing a couple. I've been listening or watching them the last few days, rewatching them. You sure about that? You sure about You sure that? that's not why? Uh, All right, let's do think, it. So I'm going to click number start. One, uh, number one, every pick has the has the tendency, has the capability of being traded, but, honestly, because I think everybody's looking. Many of them. Yeah, this is – I. yeah, before we even uh, get started, I think this is about to be a very wild draft because you have a couple blue chippers at the top, and then you have a big group of guys that are just solid and not necessarily blue chip in my opinion – and the quarterbacks are kind of a question mark. There's a lot of smoke happening the week before the draft where we currently sit. Will Le Will Levis is now the odds-on Vegas favorite to go to. Stroud is tumbling. Um, you have a lot of outliers in this draft. Guys that may be really athletic in one area, but like their intangibles don't fit the criteria in others. You've got like collegiate Cansey with the shortest arms I've ever heard of, but he's runs like a four, six. You've got Nolan Smith. Who's like six foot two, but runs a four, three. You know what I mean? Is he a defensive end or does he have to play outside linebacker pass rushing? Um, I don't know if you know this, Nolan Smith was the number one recruit in his class consensus. And that's something I also weigh was a player always considered one of the best among his peers. Did he constantly have the scrutiny of the media his entire time? And how did he handle it? That's things that I think about uh, when I'm going into the draft. So all that said, I'm going to click start right now. I'm taking the first pick, and we are on the clock with the Carolina Panthers. How did they get this pick? They traded up from number nine with my Chicago Bears. They gave us two firsts, two seconds, and potential breakout star next year. I guess he's already broken out. DJ Moore, which totally eliminated the need for us to draft a wide receiver early or overpay in free agency. I've already talked about that trade. I think it was a solid trade for both sides. With the number one pick, 
I am going to take the quarterback who I have been steadfast in saying is the best quarterback in this draft. And I am an Ohio homer, Ohio State through and through, but Bryce Young is a magician playing quarterback. He's always been a top California prospect. He's always been a guy. And he's all he was a five-star. He's actually good in commercials as opposed to some of these fucking quarterbacks. Bryce Young, number one pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, I think that's I think that's just the safest bet. Uh, Bryce Bryce Young has all of the things that you look for in a in a young quarterback coming in coming into the NFL besides size. I mean, but like all of the things. That's like, it. It's his, the only ding. Yeah, his 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 ability to read the field, make the throws, like like make plays, just you know with his legs and everything. It's just he's he he, he checks the, all those boxes. He's probably the safest quarterback we've seen in a while. Uh. uh and yeah, it's it's kind of a consensus num- number one. Uh, I don't think so. His upside, I don't think, is as high as I think Stroud might even have a higher upside. Um, and uh, you know, who knows with Anthony Richardson uh, being the athletic freak that he is. You want to go upside? That's the upside guy. Yeah. Like if you want to go upside. Yeah, he has the upside of like Lamar Jackson, and you know, that's an MVP. Yep. So um, he's he's good. He yeah. Go, sorry, no, I just no, want to no, talk about fine. Anthony Richardson right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, <clears throat> you almost have to, especially at number two, because number you know number two, they're. I think I think the Houston Texans are going to go quarterback as well. Uh, Even despite uh, Cesario, if that's I think that's his name, uh, the the GM. If, I, if I'm saying the wrong guy, then the GM for the Texans. He's been saying that they're not sold on quarterbacks and that they're open to trading. But do you think all that smoke? You think they're going QB too? I I really do. I I believe that they're going QB uh, QB as well. And uh, it is also super like like I said earlier. It's super likely that this pick and everyone past it is 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 tradable. Um, if somebody's mm-hmm. willing willing to pay the right price, but I think uh, without trades, I think number two quarterback in my mind and their biggest need is quarterback uh, in my in my opinion because I've seen them play uh, is CJ. So CJ Stroud is going to be my pick for number two with the Houston Texans. Ugh, I love that. I love that about you. Thank you for that because in my opinion, CJ Stroud is QB two. Um, I do want to. Say a few things about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud before we talk about the third pick, which is the yep. Cardinals. Um, I've, I've I've thought about this for the last few days on how I would state a certain quantity or a capability of a football player that isn't always spoken about. And, and it's this thing that when you're in crunch time, say you're in a third down, and you have all that worry about all the potentialities, all, all the different things that could happen, and your mind goes straight to one guy. And it's like, this guy will get will get it done. I'm not worried. Brian Erlacher's going to get a stop here. I'm going to key on Brian Erlacher because he's going to make a stop on third down. Um, you you know what I'm saying? This like um, no doubt ability. This guy that you know can get it done. I don't know how to quantify that, but some guys have that. And Bryce Young screamed that to me. And I'll tell you the worst feeling is when you're on the other side of that coin. Yeah. And when you're playing the Packers and you're just like, God damn it, third and short, Aaron's going to get this first down. I just know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, the no I think- doubt ability... Yeah, I, I think I think that uh, especially at I'm on the right side of things with that um, in in one, one respect with being a Chargers fan uh, in the fact that I know if we have Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen on the field, 
somebody's gonna he's gonna find a way to usually get to Keenan Allen on thir- on third in anything. Third in anything. And that is a great feeling. It is. It's so it's so nice. But I also know as a Chargers fan that we <laughs> have we have the uh capability all game to just fully give the game away because that's just what we've done in our entire history is be the be the better team that just loses because of this one scenario that happened. And uh you know that's 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 an, almost an inevitability at this point. Um, and last year kind of proved, proved that. I got gotcha. you. Um, my point in this one is when I'm comparing Bryce Young with the C.J. Stroud, I have not seen every play of Bryce Young. I've seen many plays of Bryce Young. I've yeah. watched a lot of Alabama games. I've seen every play of C.J. Stroud, some of them more than once. Um, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have the no doubt ability, not even close actually. Mm. And there's a couple things. And that's the thing. If anybody wants to sit here and say that I'm a Homer for Ohio state fans, I beg you to go back and look at what I've said about my players for my team, because Damon Arnett, I was not high on. He's not in the league anymore. Flashing guns on Instagram. Like I've not been high on Eli Apple first round pick cornerback. I was not high on CJ Stroud pretty much at any point in his career. Like I was for Justin Fields. Um, the guys that I am high on tend to be very good. The Bosa's, Chase Young before he got hurt, both receivers that came out last year who were in contention for Rookie of the Year. Um, CJ, when he first started, he was competing with guys like Quinn Ewers who reclassified early and should have been a high school senior and is now going to start at Texas. The mullet guy who is a five-star who I thought should have started over CJ. I thought he had more talent. And when CJ came out in the big games early in his career, he had always a bad first half. And I could tell it was because he was shook. And it was another thing that I talk about with quarterbacks is what do their eyes look like? What, what are their eyes telling you when you get a look at them? And it was fear. He was scared. He was scared he was going to mess up. And when that happens and I see that, I'm going to start to second guess at a school that has all the talent like Ohio State. Now, he did write the ship and he did show that he can be a great leader. Um, and he can put the ball anywhere. Unlike any other quarterback in this class, he's got the best ball placement and accuracy and the best true quarterback arm in this draft. You could talk about the arm cannon strength of a Levis or Richardson. They don't have the arm talent of CJ Stroud and he showed he has a little bit of mobility and he showed he has a killer edge to an extent against Georgia where he played the best against them this year in the playoffs that any of these other quarterbacks did. Um, But all that said, he didn't beat Michigan once. He actually got dog walked by them twice. And he had the same thing happen in both of those games. He was fucking shook. And I truly think that CJ Stroud's going to go into the league and get shook and get rocked real quickly. And I don't know if he has it in him to bounce back like Justin has. Because Justin took a lot of lumps against the fucking Browns when they let him just get hit like a billion times. It didn't help him at all. That's going to happen with C.J. Stroud, and I don't know if he's got the fortitude. So that was a long-winded way to say that's why I have Bryce Young as one. But I, too, would have picked C.J. Stroud second. You don't know when you're going to be in the spot to pick a quarterback. So when you're there, you got to take him. Um, sorry, did you have anything you want to talk about no, I, on I that think, I note? Think, I think it's, you know, uh, what, what, everything you said is, is true. I think C.J. Stroud is a guy that has been trend, really only trended up this year. Um this this year, I think, is the only time uh, so far. I got to bounce back and say he was projected to be top five coming into his uh, this year, just so you know, based off last year. I I I just did, I didn't see him being even the, the number two pick, uh, you know, even to a team that needed him until 
I saw this year. I think this year was his best year by far. Um, and that's true. I think he didn't show any anything close to being a uh, first f- top five quarterback in my eyes before I saw the things he was able to do with this Ohio State team this year. But I will also say that, uh, is, and I and I you know I I'll always root for Ohio State uh, because you're my friend. But thank you. I I think. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a Gator fan. But that's just because I, I I I was you know I started watching college football at a good time to be a Gator fan, basically. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But uh, and we we uh, well with Ohio State though, uh, quarterback wise, until Justin Fields had this season, I think is the best season an Ohio State quarterback has had in the NFL in maybe ever. <laughs> like. I mean, yep. it's a hundred percent. And it, I think they that's don't normally part of translate why... well. So that's, that's, that's definitely a, a big question mark for CJ Stroud. And even though he hasn't done anything to deserve that, I don't think uh, it's, it's a thing that you have to consider when you're taking a quarterback. And I think that plays into him not being number one, because I think at times he's shown, he's, he's looked like he could be the number one guy. And it's definitely been talked about. Um, but you know, more recently, I think in, there's been a lot of rumors going around that he he might not even be a top five, top ten guy for some people, uh, and I I I think that's just draft speculation. That's the smoke and mirrors that is the draft. Um, did you see actually? Sorry, I don't mean to break off even get even more. Did you see the Colts no, uh, general manager talking about uh, the smoke and mirrors of the draft? Yes, uh, Chris Ballard. And yes. he's basically prop, propping himself up as the uh, arbiter of honesty at this period. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like, I'm the only one that's going to tell you something true. Um, something that you almost pivoted to that I forgot about is uh, the all of the things coming out about C.J. Stroud right now. Like his S2 uh, score was apparently 18%, which the guy that runs has actually come out and refuted that. People are saying that he ghosted the, or actually not people, Brady Quinn said that he ghosted the Manning Passing Academy, which is categorically false. And people like Ryan Clark push back against that uh, quite strongly. Um, this happens every year. There's always somebody that takes a spill the week before. Um, but yes, I did see what Chris Ballard said, but I do think it's funny that Jim Ursay constantly just undercuts him and says wild cokehead shit, <laughs> uh, basically on like social media. But uh, this has been a long time. Uh, I will really quick go into the Cardinals pick. So okay. at three, I think easily could be a trade at this point. But for the sake of this exercise, we're going to pick a player. Um, knowing that they lost Zach Allen, a defensive end last year, um, knowing that they could use pass rush help and they could use anything they could. I think this is a rebuilding team. Kyler is putting them in a weird position. I'm going to take the safe bet for a defensive superstar of the two defensive superstars in this draft. I'm taking Will Anderson third. I think he is a true leader. I don't think he's of the ilk of um, Miles Garrett per se, but I think he's a true leader who's done a bunch at Alabama, started from day one. Yeah, I think I think Will Anderson's easily. Uh, he might be act like for if a te- another team were number one overall, like if you guys were number one overall. The still, Bears were talking about him or Jalen Carter. That yeah, was the huge I think, conversation. I think Will if we Anderson would be the guy. Uh, I think he's my number one overall for the entire draft. So getting him at three without any kind of trades or anything, 
that would be a, a godsend to the cardinal uh, to the cardinals. So, um, yeah, I, I I think he's the 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 best talent in this draft that like is more uh, blue chip guaranteed probably going to be the guy. Uh, and nice. uh, I think quarterbacks are just what you need when you're when you're this high in the draft though so which is why you know i think we both it's the value it's the valuation exactly. and actually we'll talk a lot about valuation when we talk about my number one player in this draft who's i think going to get drafted than some higher than some people think but there's been a lot of talk about him too uh brad give me the colts pick at number four where we could go a lot of different ways yeah mainly I'm, quarterback. I'm, I'm actually i don't know if this is going to be super i mean i, I i'm going to have them take a quarterback uh, but it's not going to be the guy that I think we both are kind of hesitant about. And maybe this is my uh, Florida uh, Homer self coming out a little bit. But I, I think I think that the Colts will take Anthony Richardson from Florida because I think mm. if I think of the quarterbacks that are remaining at this point in the draft, he is he has easily the highest upside. I think he is the upside of Lamar Jackson. I think I said that earlier. And I think that uh, if they don't try to rush his process, if they if they feel like he's re- he's ready to start, fine. If not, I don't think that they're that they're that desperate to have to have him uh, not develop because. Yeah, you think they're all set with Sam Ellinger? You think he's the he's gonna hold the keys of the city, waiting think, for the six foot five, two hundred and forty pound guy who can run a four four. You think that's gonna work? You think little old Sam Ellinger is gonna hold down the fort, and that they're gonna let the guy. Richardson sit? He's definitely sit? not the guy, but uh, I think there's he's definitely better. But I think with with someone like uh, with some, and especially with someone like Patrick Mahomes, uh, had to sit a whole year behind Alex Smith before he became one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. You know. Right, uh, but that was a smooth, well-operating franchise with an established head coach, and they had a former number one pick who he got to sit under, yeah. and nobody knew Patrick Mahomes was who he was. We thought he was a guy that needed some seasoning, a little yeah. marinade. Um, he probably didn't, but I'm I'm saying I get where your mind's at with this, and I think Anthony Richardson should be the pick ahead of Will Levis, but... Two things. One, the type of prospect and just a phenom athletically that Anthony Richardson is, the fans will call for heads if he's not starting when Sam Elliger can't complete a pass or get sacked or throws a pick. And then the second thing is, as a Gators fan, how much college football of the Florida Gators did you watch last year? I was uh, kind of forced to not not watch a lot of it uh just based off of them them being bad um they they just what does that mean i i i'm a very fair weather college football fan boo yeah i'm giving brad a thumbs down that was a that was a weak sauce statement okay well if you're gonna give me that let me tell you something about anthony richardson i'm being truthful i'm being truthful i i like anthony richardson i like what i see from him but that entire uh Florida football fan uh, fandom is for me. I I, I just that's the team I ch- uh, that I chose to root for when I when, no, I, I, was, know. when I was young. Luke, but Luke is also a way lesser college football fan. Now he will watch all of his Notre Dame games. Don't get me wrong, and he'll he'll watch them even if they're not playing well. But um, I get that I'm like a more fervent 
like freak college football fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? All cuz all that you're saying, I watched a lot of Florida football. Let me tell you something. One could even argue that Anthony Richardson sucked this year. One could argue that. Um, Anthony Richardson is a horribly inconsistent player who does absolute jaw-dropping plays from time to time and has all the intangibles you want at the position. He's kind of an archetype for what you want for future quarterback prospects. He's like a, he's like Cam Newton, some say, with a better arm. Now, I would say... Anthony Richardson doesn't even have a, a taste of what Cam Newton offered that season at Auburn when it was him and Nick Fairley. Yeah. People forget how good Cam Newton was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Cam it makes was me mad. Superstar. Come on. Come, uh, Richardson, out of nowhere, basically. I'll, come, I'll go out on a limb and say Richardson will never be as good as Cam Newton was at any point when Cam Newton was an MVP and took him to the Super Bowl. I don't think Anthony Richardson will ever get that. I don't think he's as good. But he is a really cool prospect, and you know I will be trading for him on Madden when I can, with with just like using him on any team. ASAP, He's, I mean, yeah, I think he's. I'll he's I'll those, do Colts immediately if they draft him. I'll play Colts. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely that he's definitely a combine superstar. Um, and, and oh that's yes, what, he he wasn't even. I don't even think he was considered in the top in the first round before the combine. Honestly, he wasn't. He wasn't. And when I saw it, I said first rounder. You, you just don't do that at the combine and not and not propel yourself. We know that quarterbacks, even if they're not good, have teams salivating to do everything they can for them. Um, ugh, anywho, I'm not trying to put you on the spot with the with the Florida <laughs> fandom thing. And, and to be fair, I've been a much lesser college football fan ever since the nil thing happened and ever since there's been like free transfers and it's weird because i'm pro player um so i'm okay with all of it but it makes the sport different because it's not guys that have been there for three to four years every time unless you're a couple different teams like iowa like guys are transferring immediately you it's harder to keep track of your roster you don't know what's going on it's just kind of a different sport but it's still awesome all right Number five, the Seattle Seahawks. This is one that I think could go a lot of ways. Do you want to get a quarterback of the future when you're really high up here, when you get to benefit off of the Broncos' really terrible season uh, where, where it played out perfectly for you in the rest trade? Do you want to bolster your offensive line? Do you want to get a superstar defensive player that you think you can work through the character issues? Um, you already have a pretty solid secondary developing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Going through here, I think there's a lot of different routes we could take. My heart goes to a certain spot, but I don't foresee it being likely. I can see them taking Jackson Smith and Jigba number five and putting him in that. And this is also a segue that I'm going to just talk so much about JSN. He's the best wide receiver. It's not even close. He's one of the best receivers I've ever seen in my whole life. Better than Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. He is automatic. Uh, but I don't know if they go at number five with that. So I'm going to do what I think is the likely thing to do. I think they're going to take Jalen Carter because they have a team that is in a position to insulate him far away, about as far away as you can fucking get from his Georgia, um, upbringing or he's from Florida, but the Southwest is or Southeast is essentially his upbringing. Get him in the uh, Northwest Pacific Northwest, pair him up with Pete Carroll, we got Jalen Carter, who is, in my opinion, the second best player in the draft. It goes 
the guy I think's one, Jalen Carter, and then Will Anderson, and then Peter Skaronsky. That's where it's going for me, top four. And then after that is Bryce Young. That's my top five. Yeah, I think Jalen Carter is if if there if if we're ranking non QBs, he's number two. Um, sorry, sorry, real quick. Top five in terms of who I think my best players are in the draft, not who we just picked. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes, go yeah. ahead. Uh, I think I think non QBs, Jalen Carter's number two, and he might just be. He might he, he. I mean, I don't know if I put him above Bryce Young and the things that Bryce Young can do for in top five. But he's he, like, like I said, he's easily. I think he's top three total total players in this in this draft. Um, and I, we'll we'll get to Bijan as well. Bijan might be might be actually Bijan's my number one. Yeah, Bijan might actually. Be, it goes it goes Bijan, Jalen, Will Anderson, Skaronsky, uh Bryce Young. That's my top five. I thought about it a lot yesterday. It'll be very interesting, and I don't. We'll we'll probably get to this here, probably coming up soon. Um, uh, it'll be very interesting to see where Bijan goes because because of how good he is and how good how running backs are so devalued in today in today's uh, NFL. Uh, yep, Bijan might be the th- might be the best player in this draft. Uh, like you just said, he's your number one. Uh, Bijan might be the best player in this draft, and he might not be, get taken until the like the twentieth, twenty fifth pick is what some people think. I don't think that'll happen personally, but yes, uh, with the way that the valuation has uh, kind of settled in the league, I could easily see that happening. Uh, so, in our top five of drafted players, we had the Panthers selecting quarterback Bryce Young, followed by the Texans drafting C.J. Stroud, Cardinals stayed pat instead of trading, took Will Anderson Jr. Colts took Anthony Richardson, and then the Denver, not the Denver, formerly Denver pick, Seahawks took Jalen Carter, number five. At the number six spot, first of the two picks for the Lions, who do you have, Brad? I think, well, uh, and I, I, you know, before, right now, I was actually going to say Christian Gonzalez, but as uh, re- and you guys, I don't think I've talked about this in the pod yet. With the recent betting issues that they had in at the Lions, they're they're actually down another wide receiver for you know. The first we have not minutes. talked about that breaking news on NFLMAO. Three <laughs> wide receivers for the uh, Detroit Lions got caught making bets in or around the facility, which is illegal. Some of them bet on NFL games, suspended for a year, and kicked off the team. A couple uh, bet on college football games, most notably former first-round pick, traded up to get him with the Minnesota Vikings, Jamison Williams, former Buckeye, former Alabama uh, Crimson Tide player, missed like all of last year with an injury he sustained in college. Now he's going to miss six years this six games this year. Um, I'll talk more with Luke about what we think about the betting, especially whether or not you should be able to bet on college. It's whatever, but yes, very great point and speak your truth. Yeah. Uh, so due to that and it affecting their wide receiver room and them having only like two players that are even worth and worth like worth noting in the, in their wide receiver room. I think, unfortunately for you, I think that the lions, uh, are going to be looking wide receiver here. Uh, and I think that, mm-hmm. like you said, there, they, there is one true king of wide receivers in this draft. That's Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, I think that mm. he, he does mm. all of the things, and I think mm. you're going to hate seeing him yes. for the next couple of years. Because uh, when when he's when he's on the field for him, and you know he's got to get he's got to get his shots. 
when he's on the field for him, he's going to be a, a a menace to any defense. And I think that I I think that this uh, new age of Gar- Jared Goff, where Jared actually Jared Goff looks better than he ever has with with the Lions. Uh, I think adding another. Mm, really you're selling him a bit short in the Super Bowl year, bud, with hey, the Rams. I think – do we not think he was carried to that Super Bowl by by a phenomenal team? I know, but he had a good year that year too. It um, it's funny to it say, good. I forgot to mention, my pro comp for C.J. Stroud is Jared Goff. I think they're almost I, the same I, I've always liked Jared Goff. I, I mean, when you – even like his bad years with the Jeff Fisher Rams, uh, I liked I liked Jared Goff. Uh, but I think, I think he, he, I think he showed a, a whole new aspect of himself on a worse, on a, on a bad team. He actually did well. And I think, uh, when, when he was, it was the Jeff Fisher, Fisher Rams, Jared Goff did not look good at all. Um, Jared Goff out has outplayed Carson Wentz. Let's say that, you know what I mean? Yes. yes. But with these lions, these lions last year, people were putting him top 10. Like he looked top 10 for people. Um, People were saying he looked better than Kirk Cousins, and I tend to believe that. Check down King, Kirk Cousins. Um, That was a slight I threw in for Luke, because he's (laughs) got to listen to this whole podcast when he puts the audio together. Thank you, buddy. So, here's the thing about, are we officially taking JSN, number six, to the Lions? I'm going to say yes. Is is the pick in? Okay, pick pick is is locked in. Here's the thing about that. I love that pick. I think that's absolutely lovely because wide receivers and cornerbacks are both about equal value in this league. However, I do think there's a case to be made that there's more receiver talent than corner talent. Um, Not necessarily in this draft, but just in general. So here's JSN. Um, My one beef with the pick is that he's very similarly comped to Amon Ross St. Brown. So you're going to have two slot body types, though I think both of them can play boundary because they're very good. Yeah. JSN is never going to wow you with this straight line speed, but I watched JSN come in as a true freshman, knowing a little about him and not necessarily being wowed by him um, in terms of the way I was wowed about Garrett Wilson coming from Texas. Now, JSN also came from Texas. People don't know he's one of the most prolific wide receivers they've ever had. He had, I think, five or six touchdowns in the state championship game that they won. One of which was like a one-handed where he stiff-armed the guy to the ground in the end zone. Um, He comes to Ohio State, and generally any highlight reel you watch of him, the first play is going to be a play from Justin Fields to him in the back of the end zone, where his body is jumping out of bounds, and he somehow has the kinesthetic sense to swing his leg backwards against his momentum and toe tap it in bounds because you only need one foot. And it was astronomical what he did. I didn't know a person could do that, let alone a true freshman. And after that, I was all eyes on. I watched him play and he's got the no doubt ability. Not only will he always be open, he will always catch it. And not only are those two things going to happen, he's likely going to get a lot of yards after the catch because he is so goddamn quick and agile and he's a fucking baller and he will put the dagger in you. Go watch the last true game he played in college where he had like 357 yards against Utah last year in the Rose Bowl and like three touchdowns in a game that Marvin Harrison also broke out. Marvin Harrison, better wide receiver prospect than him, which is even crazier. But JSN, to me 
is of the ilk of Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase coming out of college. And I think it's also important to mention he missed a whole year this year for what to me came off as I'm going to sit out because I know how good I am because it was a nagging hamstring. And Luke has asked me, like, how do you feel about that? It sucks. I wish I could have saw more of him, <laughs> yeah. but I know how good he is. And it it's easy to not care when you have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Egbuka out there still. So I love JSN. I want to personally thank him for all of the memories. What a fucking awesome football player. He is lights out. What are the two things a wide receiver needs to thrive in the league, Brad? Uh, I think number one uh, is the best ability is reliability. Or, you know, uh, any kind of version of that. Um, so I think health is, is huge because there's so – wide receivers are injured almost every 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 week. Then that's going to be a big ding on him. We have to admit that. Yeah. Um, but – Teams are going to have questions. Yeah. Uh, but I also think the ability to find open spaces, with you know, use his mm-hmm. feet and fake a de- defensive back, back out and, you know, make a play where there isn't one. And that that's what all the best do. And I think that's something that uh, JSN does better than anybody in this draft. And uh, I think he immediately can co- come off and be a guy that's making big plays for, for any team he's going to. And unfortunately for you, that team seems to be mm. Tory Lions. Health, big issue. I like that you pointed that out. I would say hands and route running, separation, a feel for space in the field, that aspect is what is most important. Can you get open and can you catch it? Not can you run straight really fast, Quentin Johnston. Not can you do a bunch of crazy moves, Addison. Um, JSN is electric. He's electricity on the field, and I think he's a guaranteed hit unless he gets hurt. Uh, I just love talking about him, man. I love him. All right. Now we have we the, the, Ra- the Raiders at pick number seven. They could go a lot of ways. I do think they need a quarterback. And because of that, um, ugh, it's so tough because I think Will Levis sucks. But I do think they need a quarterback. And though I do think there will be a lot of movement in this top ten, I'm going to go ahead and give quarterback Will Levis to the Raiders. He will sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo will again be a placeholder quarterback. Will Levis, in my opinion, as someone who watched his three years at Penn State where he could not beat out Sean Clifford, um, I think should be a disqualifier for for the hype he has. I don't care what anybody says. If you can't beat out Sean Clifford, and if your lone role is to come in on a third and short and run a quarterback option where they don't even trust you to throw it and just bury your head into people, you're just not a top 10 quarterback. And to me, he didn't show it at Kentucky either. He showed to be incredibly inconsistent and not very good. Uh, Something really interesting, I went to Paducah, Kentucky like a month ago. They have Will Levis uh, billboards all over the place, advertising for shit. They must love him there. Uh, I think he must be beloved. I think Will Levis sucks. If I'm going to say Anthony Richardson arguably sucked last year, Will Levis fucking sucks. He's not a good football player. In my opinion, uh, I wouldn't even take him in the first. I wouldn't even take him in the second. I think he's like a third round guy who's, uh, going to be a backup. So that's me. But for this exercise, I do think that, uh, he will still go in the first and likely to a team like this. Yeah, I think the Raiders are desperate for uh, a, a guy at, at, in the quarterback room. And for the longest time, they had uh, Derek Carr. 
uh, who Derek Carr is like the barometer for mediocrity in the NFL, I think. Just to sleep at night. The <laughs> things we do to our bodies. <laughs> the amount of times I've, I've heard that man cry is uh, is honestly a, a, a little sad. Um, he, yeah. He's, but Derek, Derek Carr has always, like, for a while, he looked like he was one of those quarterbacks that, that you know, drags his mediocre or below team uh, along with him. But then as time showed, he's just, he never got better. You know, he's inconsistent. Uh, Joey Bosa talks so much shit about him uh, in saying that he's the most easily crumpled quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> um, That's funny. He's, he, he, he's, he's gone, he's gone as far, he, he, he loves to point out who he thinks the uh, most easily sacked quarterback in the NFL is. He said it multiple times as Derek was Derek Carr. Um, any kind of pressure, he kind of just starts to do this. So, it's true. He just tucks in. Yeah. Uh, he does not try to make, he never tried to make a play. I think, I think maybe that's what the Raiders are going to look for is a guy that's not going to do that. And I think Will Levis, oh, Will Levis is, is that guy. Play. I watched Will Levis get his finger like, fucking broken in half in the middle of a game and set back in which that's cool but i remember thinking at the time they're gonna talk about this in his draft hype and it's not a good thing like he's not playing well like all right yeah i think that's a great point actually getting a guy that isn't going to be the 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 wet paper napkin that Derek carr was in the pocket uh even if he's, I don't, I don't think, I, I, we talked about this a little bit uh, before the the pod too. Uh, I think Will Levis has the upside of a Josh Allen, but not the best years of Josh Allen. I think some of the the lesser years of Josh Allen, where he's got those physical, he's got those physical gifts, uh, you know, and he has he has the ability to chuck a ball real real well you know he, he can he can do those things that like got josh allen drafted he's an uncle rico but type, josh allen certainly. also turns the ball over like 15 times a year <laughs> yeah yeah he's an uncle rico type he can throw the pigskin over that mountain over there all right we do i just noticed we're almost at 45 minutes and we're only at pick Yikes. eight and we got other Yikes. shit to talk about no we're not on a timer I do have a 20 page paper to write people. I'm finishing my grad school program. Okay. All right. Send me all the, all the praise in a few weeks if I actually graduate. So Brad, who do we have Atlanta at number eight? Uh, see, this is a hard one for me because Atlanta has so many needs. So many. They're mm-hmm. one of those teams that it are just not good. Like all around. I think um, I see a guy not to, not to sway you. But I see a guy on here who fits the exact prototype in my head of a guy that they just made a very highly paid guard, Chris Lindstrom. Uh, I think Peter Skaronsky can be a Hall of Fame guard. I, was, I think he's I mean, the best at, offensive I lineman. Skaronsky. I really wanted him for you, but I don't think that's going to fall into place. Uh, Me too. I think Skaronsky would be my sli- – yeah, I'll talk about it when I get to the Bears, but – I'm not trying to sway you, but I'm just saying I think they kind of have their – they got Matthews and they re-signed McGarry, and I think that if they had Skaronsky with Lindstrom at the inside guard positions – and, and yeah. Peter Skaronsky was a top five center coming out of high school. He can he has some position flexibility. Uh, he's he's a technician, man. He's like the best offensive lineman in this draft. Uh, so I uh, – they don't have a QB, but there's no QBs on the board. Yeah, I think this – I think it – 
if the draft plays out the way that this has, the the Falcons would be best served to prob- probably trade back. Um, <clears throat> nice burp. Thank you. Uh, this is I think I think with where their needs are, they don't have value with what with what's here. If if there was still you know a JSN, they would they would be going JSN. If you know if. Will Levis fell here. They might go to Will Levis because I don't think that they think that uh, Desmond Ritter is the guy. Is that guy? If Jalen Carter was available, they'd be taking Jalen Carter. But they just don't have any of that. And the best value here, in my opinion, because I'm maybe I'm out of line for saying this. I'm not nearly as high on Devin Witherspoon as other people are. I I am. I personally like Christian Gonzalez more. Um, uh, let me just say they did just trade for Jeff Okuda and they do have AJ Terrell. Yeah, I would, I, that's why, uh, that's why it's not even, it's not even really but an option to go cornerback here. Something you that... may not see, which I don't know why PFF has the rankings structured this way when we've seen drafts, uh, mock drafts playing out differently, but they got Tyree Wilson all the way down here at 28. I'm not that high on him or Lucas Van Ness at 27, but I don't think that they're going to last that long. So keep those in mind too, because those yeah. guys are there. Yeah. Uh, well, it, this that's and that's why I think if the if the draft plays out this way, there's no there's there's a very small chance that the, the Falcons don't try to like trade back this pick uh, because I I'll take I'll take Peter Skronsky. But I'm I'm not happy about it. Okay, I think I think that <laughs> there's no there's no way that if Peter Skronsky is their best option that they don't just try to try to move back because I uh, I get that you do have to have a partner. Um, again, I I think this this draft class is going to be fucking wonky and wild and like Wild West. And I'm skipping class next Thursday night to watch it, and I'm going to make gumbo. <laughs> Cause yeah, who has lab for class at eight a.m. to nine thirty, and then class again that night six thirty to eight? Who does that? Terrible. It's, it's malpractice. So yeah, I skipped <laughs> this week because it was four twenty, and yeah. then I'm skipping next week because it's the draft. And if she wants to fuck me, so be it. Okay, you sure senior about skip that? Day, you All know? right. You, you can't. Yeah. You can't miss senior skip day. I'm not gonna go to class on four twenty, and it was a storm. It was like perfect. It was a thunderstorm. It was awesome out. All right. Yeah. Number nine is my beloved Chicago Bears, who are finally building a roster the way I wish that a team would build it. We're finally doing the things that I would want to do if I was building a team, which we've never done before. We're playing it smart. Um, And that said, playing it smart, the way that we structured it, there's been speculation that Jalen Carter might be here at number nine. There's a lot of smoke that Peter Skaronsky will be here at nine. I've already said a lot about Jalen Carter. I personally don't think a guy with the character concerns and the motivational concerns should be rewarded with a top 10 pick on a team that needs to hit a secure contributor in the upswing of a rebuild. We don't need to take the shot yet. We're not in position to take that risk. Um, But both of those players are gone right now. Personally, of the remaining guys on here, I would take Bijan Robinson. I think he is the best player in this draft, and I think a running back like him will help in more ways than a typical running back is going to help a team. He can pass block, he can catch out of the backfield like a fucking wide receiver, and he is arguably going to be a top 10 running back as soon as he steps onto the NFL field. His best comp is Saquon Barkley, better wide receiver than him though. And he's just always had the pedigree and always performed. Uh, However, we need offensive linemen more and offensive line are premium players. 
Paris Johnson and Broderick Jones both fit the archetype of what the Bears are trying to build in a stretch zone offense that requires a lot of pulling offensive linemen that can get out in front and attack the secondary, attack the linebackers, and open up lanes where we can really get these young guys on the move. I think zone offenses are much more... uh, what's the word I'm looking for favorable or desired for young offensive line. Cause you don't have to sit back and take people. You don't have to get attacked. You get to deliver punishment. You get to build up momentum and hit people. It's easier uh, for developing linemen. I personally think Paris Johnson jr. Has the requisite length with like fucking 36 inch arms and athleticism and agility to be the perfect prospect for what we want from our guys. However, the best offensive lineman in this draft after Peter Skaronsky is Darnell Wright. And it's not even fucking close. And I think Darnell Wright might be a top 10 player. Darnell Wright, no one's talking about. He absolutely bullied all of your... Pick a best pass rusher in the SEC that you want to draft this year. He fucking bullied him. He threw him in the ground. Will Anderson did nothing to him. He is like a Trent Williams, but on the right side, he's like that kind of dancing bear will throw you on the ground. You're never going through him. His anchor is set. Darnell Wright is the pick at number nine. And I think that's going to come as a shock to a lot of people. And I'm not even trading down, bro. And I don't even know where he is. Where is he on here? Is he not highly rated? Do I have to search for him? Maybe I think that's Deontay Banks. I can't even... Okay, he's 22. I'm taking Darnell Wright at number nine. I'm keeping our fifth-round rookie who exceeded all expectations on the left side and letting him continue to develop in Braxton Jones. I'm putting Darnell Wright at right tackle, and I'm letting him fucking road grade people. Now, he might not be the scheme fit that people will want, but he is going to be the guy that keeps Justin Fields upright, and he is going to be the guy that opens up running lanes, and I'm proud of that pick. Yeah, I think proud of, I think pr- Dar- proud of those Wright. units. Darnell Wright, uh, what what w- what I watched of him and what I had to deal with him. I mean, um, he is he is that he is. It was almost surprising to me that he wasn't, you know, more. High I was so him. shocked that he wasn't always considered a top ten pick. Darnell, it, like, what are we talking about here? You're going to talk about Will Anderson being generational and not talk about the guy that shut him out, not talk about the guy that is super athletic for being like 330, like the guy that has all that power and anchor. That is what you want. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, I I think, I think Darnell, Darnell Wright is, is a great pick. Um, I, 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 you know, if it wasn't Skaronsky, Skaronsky is my number one to you guys. I would have took Skaronsky, by the way, if he was there. Mm -mm. Oh, I'll just say who I would want to pick. All right. One Skaronsky, two Darnell Wright, three Paris Johnson Jr. Brought, and then it would be JSN. And then it would be Bijan Robinson. And then it would be probably Broderick Jones and et cetera. Nolan Smith, I really like. Um, it'd be like something like that. If Will Anderson wasn't there, Will Anderson would be my number one. Uh, Jalen Carter, probably towards like eight to 10. Because um, I get the talent. But I don't want him. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. You got the best pick in the draft, by the way. the The Eagles can go anywhere at number ten. They they really can. They they have they really have no real needs. Um, because exactly. They just went to the Super Bowl. This is a this is a gift from God from New Orleans uh, that they have this this number ten pick, and this is the first major like this is the this is the one 
uh, where this is this might be this is about the earliest I think Bijan Bijan Robinson can go is number ten to, to, to the Eagles. I I'm still undecided on if that is going to be the case for him because just I mean I don't know how much the Eagles think they need a uh, generational uh, halfback. But oh, could you imagine, dude? Oh my god, it's it, silly. Like. If ever silly. there was a team position to be able to make us like a, you know, just like an impulse purchase, like uh, that sounds really fucked up because we're drafting players, but you know what I mean? Like just splurging yeah. a little bit. We, we're not even, we don't have to worry. Fuck the price on the tag. Just throw it in the bag. <laughs> exactly. I like it, it's, it's such a steal, honestly, to get Bijan at 10. Um, but that I, did you hear recently what, uh, Came out about Bijan. No, uh, he would. He's he, really, he really would, good. He was talking to the to the Phillies GM, and they asked him uh, why we should take a running back at number ten. And he said, "Well, because you're not take you're not drafting me to be a running back. You're drafting me me to be a playmaker and a difference maker." I like that. The only thing better would have been because you don't have the number one pick. <laughs> yeah. That's that would that, have been that, the best that, thing you could say. That would have been but a mic yeah, of of the Geno Smith uh, category. Yeah, <laughs> you but, are you gonna take Bijan at number ten? You think? I th- I think I am. I think it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I think a lot of people's minds to draft any running back top ten, especially after what we've been seeing the trend in the in the NFL recently. But Bijan's too good of a player. The Eagles are so set in every other area they don't need to to take a gamble they can draft the guy that's a guarantee going to be he i mean i think he is there even a doubt that he might be the favorite for rookie of the year you know Uh uh-uh well maybe if you factor in how how many mouths there are to feed in that offense offense you know what i mean quite a bit but But, uh running offense so like, of who we have here so far, the favorite would be Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and then I would probably have him third. Yeah. I mean, I, I sorry, as to say non-QB, I mean, obviously he's going to go to the QB. No, yeah, yeah. He's QB, He's got all the potential. If he went to a team that didn't have all that talent, he's slam dunk favorite, even over the QBs. Uh, all right, we got Bijan Robinson going 10, top 10 player, number one in my heart. I think they could go any Georgia player that – if Jalen Carter was there, Nolan Smith, I think they could go Paris Johnson Jr. They love drafting linemen, um, and they love drafting Georgia players. So, <clears throat> number 11, a team that probably will try to trade up, the Tennessee Titans. I don't necessarily see a quarterback here that I would take if I were them. Yeah. So, I guess we're going to have to go best player available on this one. Uh, they just lost a left tackle, Taylor Luan. Uh, Boo, Michigan Wolverine. I'm going to replace him with the better Ohio State player, Paris Johnson Jr., to secure that left tackle for the future quarterback that they may get later. That's that's solid. That's definitely solid. Um, we have had not, no quarter, no cornerbacks taken yet, and most of them are already gone by now in the mock yeah. drafts. That's <laughs> that's, that's kind of what... crazy. Yeah, and honestly, that that was where I was looking next for for the Texans. The Texans are, I think, without a doubt, maybe actually the worst team in the NFL last year. And you know, uh, until something changes, that's going to be the case. They went uh, quarterback number one in, in our draft, and I think, to me, the best cornerback available is Christian Gonzalez. And I think 
at this point, he slid so far that if somebody doesn't trade up to get him, this is, I mean, there's, there's too much value to be, t- to, to be passing on him any, any longer. So I'm going to take Christian Gonzalez for the, t- for the Houston Texans. In fact, I like that with D'Amico Ryan's coming in as a head coach. You have Derek Stingley Jr. last year, who was your top five pick at corner. You have uh, Jalen Petrie, who's going to be a slot type player, safety type guy from Baylor last year. Uh, I believe is from Baylor. Very good players both. Now you couple that with another boundary corner, Christian Gonzalez, and you hopefully secure that secondary for many years. A couple interesting nuggets about Christian Gonzalez, who I think is the most fluid and smooth corner in this draft. And I watch a lot of cornerbacks because that was the position I played, and I love them. Uh, we're not going to have Riley Moss. Yeah, we're not going to have Riley Moss in the first round, but we finally have a white corner who might actually get to play corner. Uh, Iowa also has Cooper DeGene, both of them really good. So Christian Gonzalez, his dad was like a six foot seven uh, professional basketball player in a smaller league in one of the Central or South American countries I cannot remember. His sister is married to David Blau, and she was featured on the Hard Knocks that had Arizona Cardinals. Very, very beautiful. She's like an Olympic sprinter or collegiate sprinter. I can't remember. Athleticism is all over the family. He has another uh, uh, one or two other siblings that are also athletes. He is incredibly gifted. He's long. He showed after transferring from Colorado to Oregon this year that he can be productive on the ball, getting interceptions. And I get why he goes above Devin Witherspoon. And I think that's a solid pick in this scenario. Yeah, number I, thirteen. I, think, I uh, sorry. I just wanted to say the one thing about when I watched the combine and I watched the the drills. Um, Watching those drills with Christian Gonzalez, he was easily the most fluid in his in his hip movements and mm-hmm. his in his footwork. And he he looked slap that shit quick. on a Blu-ray disc and sell it to high schools, buddy. That was yes. perfect form. Perfect. Every he's so he's so fluid. Yes, I think I think his footwork is unmatched, at least in those drills. And you know he had good college production. So you know that that's it's I think. It's almost kind of crazy to me that he is ranked lower than Devin Witherspoon in some people's eyes and in PFF in general, um, because I, I, I what, I what I witnessed, he was the best quarterback. I get it. Uh, Devin Witherspoon, or Devin Witherspoon plays football like I wish I could play football. Uh, he is my favorite type of cornerback. He's the kind of guy that will read your fucking route tree before you can even get out of your breaks, and he will just dead sprint into the backfield and fucking bury a guy and explode into him and make the entire crowd on their feet immediately and he'll do that three times a game every game he plays and he'll get ball production and he'll lock people down and he's got swagger he hardly ever just hits people he almost always rocks people and t has been on him all year before he was even talked about as a first round pick all credit goes to t for talking about how good the line i have been this year they've got some legitimate players the brown mm-hmm. twins are both superstar athletes and really good players all right number 13 is the New York Jets. Now, barring this team does not trade this pick for Aaron Rodgers. For the sake of this, I'm going to go ahead and make a pick for them. They have all-star rookie Sauce Gardner, and they have another, I think, Bryce Hall. Uh, So I don't necessarily think I would take Devin Witherspoon here, though PFF has him ranked as the fourth best player in the draft. I don't agree with that. Looking through here, I think we could go a lot of ways. Um, Yeah. If we're going to be... I don't know. Who's their tight end other than Jeremy Ruckert? 
who's not really seen a lot of playing time. Is this a time to take a tight end? If you're projecting that you're going to get Aaron Rodgers in there for maybe a second, I'm not sure. I'm looking through here and I'm seeing a need for tackle. And on this team, I'm going to go ahead and take Broderick Jones, who I think is also a very solid player. You can't go wrong drafting offensive line and bolstering it for no matter who's playing quarterback. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's very fair. Um, I think that Broderick Jones is uh, he he's definitely better in the run game than uh, oh than, he's probably the best in the run game out of all of them yeah uh, and I think if they're a, they're I mean if they're not fully sold on their ability to uh, pass the ball getting Brees Hall a, a, a tackle that will just push over any 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 defensive end um, he'll kill a I cornerback mean, on a pull he shows that well, on film. Yeah, he he he's he's got that ability to him. If, and they you know they can develop the passing game. Uh, you know he's gonna be a right tackle. Let's let's not you know let's let's not act like he's gonna be the guy for pass blocking either. He's gonna be a right tackle. And uh, you got Mackay Becton, who maybe can or cannot play. He's shown he's been hurt a lot, even though he's lost a lot of weight. I just think that's the safe logical pick there. Yeah, I agree. All right, um, who we got for the Pats? The Patriots, I think they they're not gonna go tight end for sure. They usually don't. I mean, they they usually develop. Why would guys they not for, go tight for, end? Uh, they well, they traded Johnu Smith, didn't they? they, they and they Hunter, may or may not cut Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry. Yeah. They're talking about maybe cutting him. If I mean, if that's the case, then they then they then they they would uh, take a tight end, but. Until they lose Hunter Henry, I don't think they're going to use this high of a pick on a tight end, even though Dalton Kincaid is a fantastic pro, uh, prospect and Michael Mayer as well. Um, I think um, their 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 defense was not great last year. Bill Belichick is a defensive-minded man. I think they're going to go defense here. Um, my, 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 initial, my initial thoughts are that they would just go Kalijah Kansi. Uh, I think he is, I mean, he gets way too many comparisons to Aaron Donald, which aren't they really play fair a 3-4. Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald is a transcendent a- athlete, and I think, you know, what we're seeing from him is, uh, I mean, he, he is a Hall of Fame player. I mean, we, we've just seen that so far. Um, but I think at 14, I think Kalijah Kansi is the the pick here. Uh, I think he's just, right. he's he's crazy talented, and I think that uh, Bill Belichick would not uh, go anything besides defense with that with that pick. He is a cannonball. <clears throat> he's so fast and so like compact. Uh, I don't think he's a scheme fit personally. I'm pretty sure they run a three four, <clears throat> and I think he's got to be a, a three technique and a four three because of his size. But I get it. I get your justification. I personally would have went with a Devin Witherspoon or a Brian Branch after they lost so many secondary players. Uh, but I get it. I think Collegiate Cancy's got potential to pass rush from the interior. So Green Bay, I'm breaking that mold. This is the greatest tight end class we've seen in a long time. They don't have Tunyon. He's now a bear. I'm taking my favorite tight end in this class, Michael Mayer, at number 15 to the Green Bay Packers, and he's going to be a guy for them for the next 10 years. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Michael Mayer is a guy that, you know, uh, a lot of mocks have the Chargers getting. 
and I'm super hot. I think he's the number one tight end in, in this draft. Um, mm, I like that. He, he, he can do everything you, you want in a, in a tight end to do. Uh, he's, he's handsome. A great blocker. He's got great hands. He's hot. He, he's that, that Michael Mayer is hot right now. He's hot. Uh, All right, sorry. Dalton Kincaid, not even close. Yeah. Dalton Kincaid, Dalton uh, has been has been touted as possibly the best uh, has having the best hands in this draft class, which is crazy in, in saying that. And he's just a tight end. He's not. He's not even a wide receiver. Um, yeah, but, but, I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba has the best hands in this class. It's not even close. I you know you I watched Jackson I'm, Smith and Jigba just, catching it I'm off hearing. of people's backs by reaching around them. I've seen him make 360 pirouettes. I've seen him swing his arms over his shoulder like he's cradling a baby, but he actually caught the ball over his shoulder while toe tapping against uh, Utah, the same team uh, for Dalton Kincaid, where Dalton Kincaid did like shit all against us. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll hear it. I'll hear it. Yeah. Um, all right. So <laughs> we're, we're to the we're to the Commanders. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, at this point, they're they're not going to go defensive end. They have two of the best defensive ends in, in professional football right now. Um, with uh, Sweat and Chase Young, the former. Defensive I wake end up player. every night drenched in sweat. Yeah, uh, but I, I still think they're going to go um, a defensive player here. I think uh, you know Devin Witherspoon has fallen too far. There's no there's, 100%, uh, 100%. I think I think they take Devin, Wither, Devin Witherspoon here. That's a great pick. That's exactly what I would have done too. I think that they don't necessarily have elite secondary talent. They had a hit in Cameron Curl from Arkansas a few years ago. They've got the lesser of the Fuller brothers, uh, Kendall Fuller, I believe. Um, but yeah, Devin Witherspoon's lights out. I think he would fit into that defense very well because they're yeah. very aggressive and their defensive line is awesome which is going to give him a lot of errant passes to play with so number 17 we have the pittsburgh steelers and this is a 3-4 team with tj watt rushing the passer and whenever he's in the game not injured they tend to win and that's like a weird metric that they have he's like that influential what they don't have is a solid number two on the other side of him and tj watt's starting to get a little older and he's starting to get hurt a lot Nolan Smith is one of the most electric players in this class. He ran a 4-3. He jumped through the roof. He was the consensus number one pick out of high school. He is an electric talent and an outstanding leader. He's one of the few guys in the Georgia team that has no character issues. That team seems to be like the Urban Meyer Florida players that they can just do whatever the fuck they want. And they can just drive cars crazy. They can just get (laughs) drunk and get arrested. They can do whatever. Nolan Smith doesn't seem to be that kind of guy. I'm taking and Nolan Smith, and if he made it somehow to 17, oof, look out. Look out, AFC North. Look out, Joe Burrow. Yeah. It's interesting you take Nolan Smith over Tyree Wilson here, but I, I don't disagree at all. I think Nolan Smith, to me, was the, bet, was the better. Uh, he, was a, he was a combine. You know why? Standard. I'm not getting the hype on Tyree Wilson. Have you watched him play? I, I Other than highlights? It was mostly, it's mostly just been highlights. And... What did you notice on the highlights? What's the first thing that you noticed for Tyree? Uh, I mean, he he he's able to he's able to uh, he I mean he's able to get after the quarterback really well, but he's just he's not as nearly as explosive as what you would want in a defensive Boom. end to me. He is the last player off the line of scrimmage on both lines. Every play I see in his highlight reel. 
Yeah, he's and the and I don't know if, if that's a scheme thing, like they want him to read the line a certain way, but he's the last person out of his stance on every single play. But yet he still walks every offensive lineman straight into the lap of the QB. It's not that I don't think he's talented, but a one year breakout on a guy who also has been injured in the offseason process, so he didn't get to test a lot. We're mostly banking it off of his reach and stuff. I'm going to take the guy who's always been a dude, who's shown he can pass rush on the best team. Uh, that's why I'm not taking Tyree Wilson. I think he he could be good, but he's off the line so slow. Yeah. Um, so the Lions here, I think, I think they went they went offense first uh, the first pick. I think they're going defense uh, here. I'm just there's there's a lot of options because their defense was atrocious last year. Um, mm. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards. Uh, I'm kind of leading towards a cornerback here, but I and I think almost more so due to proximity uh, than than anything else. I think they would go Joey Porter Jr. Oh my god, I love that pick. I think Joey Porter Jr. is arguably better than Devin Witherspoon. Um, I think my top corners in this draft, if I had to rank them would probably be, oh, it's so hard. I think I might even have Joey Porter Jr. number one out of all of them. And then, yeah, uh, I think Christian Gonzalez is lights out in like a technician. I think I like Devin Witherspoon more. He's more my cup of tea to watch. I think both of them are pretty equivalent players. You don't hear about Joey because they don't throw it to him because he fucking bullies everybody he plays. And they made a concerted effort to throw away from him every single play. And at worst... Put him at strong safety and watch him be a fucking pro bowler every year if he can't hack it at corner because he's got all of his dad's uh, want to in the run defense and he's got all the length for a cornerback. I think Joey Porter Jr. is a great pick here. Well, thank you. I agree. (laughs) Next, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who the hell are they going to start a quarterback I have no clue what to even do with this team who sold their soul to get Tom Brady, but Tyree Wilson has fallen too far. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and slot Tyree. Well, Tyree Wilson would go really good with the Seahawks after they also got Jalen Carter. Could you fucking imagine? Yeah, (laughs) I'm taking Tyree Wilson at number 19 because there's no way he's going to last that long with that kind of length. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a good point. Um Let's see here with the Seattle Seahawks. Second they, of two picks. Yeah, they're second of two picks, and we had them going uh, with Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter for their for their first. They might go back offense, but I, they don't need a tight end, so they're not going to go Dalton Kincaid unless they're going, trying to run more two tight end sets. But um, I think I think they need I think they need a a wide receiver here. Um, and I think, I don't think Quentin Johnston is as good as a lot of people do, but he's a Quentin poor Johnston, man's version of DK Metcalf. I, 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 I like, he's him. like, I if you, like him he's like, if you stranded DK Metcalf on an Island for fucking three months and he got all yeah. emaciated and couldn't catch a football the whole time. So his hands were shitty. Yeah. Um, Quentin Johnston though is ex- so explosive. Um, he's very, he's very fast, but I, I don't, I, I think I, and I, I hate to say this, but I think Jordan Addison is a better pick for them. 
because uh, I think they're gonna go. I think they're gonna go offense here, and I don't really lo- love some of the uh, lineman options that they have at twenty. So, a lot so Miles Murphy or a Lucas Van Ness stuff like that. Yeah, and I I think I think they're. I think there's a lot of value in a Jordan Addison. He's very quick. He has really good hands. He's able to, you know, get himself open really well. He's a little undersized. That's his. It's, it's like his main drawback. The Chargers met with Jordan Addison, and I, I, I was fine. I, I have, I, I was fine with us having the capability of taking him. Uh, but I just think, I think here, Seahawks take Jordan Addison. I get that. You're gonna have a three headed uh a three headed dragon at wide receiver. Yeah, Tyler Lockett's uh, not gonna last much longer. He's thirty years old. And he can slot in, in a Tyler Lockett type role. My wide receiver two in this class is Zay Flowers, who I think is also outstanding and I love him. Uh I, but I, I get also that like Zay Flowers more than Quentin <clears throat> Johnston. Addison's a good player. All right, go ahead and double down. We're gonna skip the forfeited uh Miami Dolphins pick. Shouldn't have illegally contacted Tom Brady. All right, go ahead. Give me your twenty-first uh, pick. Yeah, I think uh, it's for me. I, I'm. It's almost a steal here for for uh, for to. I'm gonna grab Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. Is uh, exactly what the Chargers need. If we couldn't get uh, Michael Mur- uh, Michael Mayer. Sorry, I almost said Murphy. Uh, if we couldn't get Michael Mayer, who is my number one tight end, Dalton Kincaid is the steal of the century as a number two tight end in a draft. You know, like. He's, I get uh, he gets, he gets, he gets people talk, saying Kelsey a lot. And that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Cause Kelsey might be, might end up being the best tight end of all time by the time his career is done. He talks a lot. A lot of, he rubs people the wrong way, but as far as being the best player on, on a field, like it's, it's Travis Kelsey, whatever, you know, as far as non quarterback, whenever Travis Kelsey's on the field, that's the guy that is the biggest threat. Uh, on 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 uh, on on a receiving core, uh, so I think us getting Duncan Cade uh, to pair with Kellen Moore, our new f- offensive coordinator. Who, I mean, as I, I can say this as an as a uh, person of color, uh, you know, he loves him some white tight ends. You know, he loves Ooh. white tight ends, and uh, we we. I we think don't Kellen have Moore one. looks like the mouth of Sauron from uh, Return <laughs> of the King. <laughs> Yes, he does. <laughs> he's got he's got the biggest teeth. But Kellen Moore, uh, what is going to want to make this offense into a uh, a vertical stretching, vertically stretching offense, uh, zone, vertical zone uh, scheme. Um, and I've been wanting I've been wanting that. And Don Kincaid is exactly who you want at tight end if you're kind of if you're going to do that. Giving Justin could... Herbert just one of the best weapons uh, I think possible here. I think it's a steal for you guys. I think it'd be a great fit. I think Dalton Kincaid could bust on a lot of teams, but with a quarterback talent like Herbert, it would be a great situation for him to fall into. I think he'd get a lot of targets. All right, I'm going to take the next two, and then we'll go back to one-on-one. So I've got the Baltimore Ravens taking Zay Flowers, who I believe they met with, and I think this is another show of trying to add more talent for Lamar Jackson, who I do think they want to retain. Uh, I don't know. We've been talking for a while. If you want to give your absolute horrendous Lamar Jackson tapes, so or takes, so be it. But Brad thinks he's just a fucking pair of legs, and those legs aren't working too well. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I'm being paraphrased here. 
I get uh, no. Brad Brad is more of the GMing sort, um, where he's looking at valuations of how running quarterbacks tend to decline, how um guarantees have been handed out, and he acknowledged that though Watson's contract should never have happened in the first place, it did put a precarious uh situation for the quarterbacks, even in the same division, you know what I mean? Who are comparable and even better in their accomplishments. It's working. If the Browns wanted to ruin quarterback contracts for everybody else, they succeeded. Uh, But uh, I think Jalen Hurts contract kind of brings things back to reality. Uh, Oops, there there goes gravity a little bit. That's a level. That's a level headed take. You're right. Um, I think, I think, I mean that the, the contract that Jalen Hurts ju- uh, accepted and signed and is going forward with is uh, being lauded as a great a great value for the Eagles, even though it's the highest he's going to be the highest paid average uh, quarterback dur- during that time period. Um, yeah, but it's going to take a few years for his cap to start really kicking in. Exactly, and that's that's exactly what the Eagles need. Um, it it has very similar numbers to what Lamar turned down, which is why it's uh it's very uh it's it's strange to me that Lamar would turn that down when a, a quarterback of I think at this point in their careers similar uh similar value has accepted for a team that you know he believes in and believes in him and I think that's that's what Lamar is looking for is making sure that his team believes in him sorry who'd you nice. take for the Ravens? I took Zay Flowers for the Ravens. Oh, yeah. And I think if you pair Odell, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, you start getting a more serviceable wide receiver core. Uh, for the 23rd pick, I want to do the Vikings so dirty because Luke can't defend themselves. And to be fair, <laughs> Luke flirted with the idea of drafting Hinden Hooker a few days ago. And I had to explain to him how absolutely dumb that is because Hendon Hooker played in the silliest offense known to mankind. They took advantage of the wide hashes in college football and did a lot of weird spacings with their wide receivers. And then they basically just got Jalen Hyatt vertically every play. Uh, I think he's okay. I He's also 25 years old right now. So I would not take Hendon Hooker. I think the best pick of the available players for the Minnesota Vikings if you're not wanting to take a shot on a Quentin Johnston is to take Brian branch, not just cause he's the highest ranked here, but because Brian branch can slot in and be one of the best, uh, slot corners slash safety hybrids in the NFL. And you've had him aligned secondary for so many years. He's going to allow Andrew Booth to play better. He's going to allow Lewis scene to play better. He's going to allow Harrison to play strong safety and mentor him to take over that role later while he's uh, slots into the slot ironically. So Luke, uh, I'm giving you guys a very good football player who I don't think is going to be a draft miss. Brian Branch, Alabama. So we have the Jaguars here. Um, The Jags, I mean, let's just be honest. They, they completely cucked us out of a a playoff win. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. We got absolutely rolled in the second half. Six. Yeah. Uh, They just, I mean, Trevor Lawrence did post the meme of, I'm not going to lie, they had us in the first half, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> <laughs> after that game. I like the and, ones like, damn, I'm getting cooked. I like that yeah, one a lot, too. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, I'm getting cooked. Yeah. Uh, we 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 all definitely were posting the uh, Donald Trump saying that the lights are too bright, turn off, turn down the lights. Turn uh, off the lights! 
when he passed. Turn him off three times specifically by Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah, love the uh, pedigree corners like Joey Porter Jr. I love Asante Samuel coming out of college. Yeah, uh, but the Jaguars. So this is this is where we kind of hit that almost no man's land of 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 talent where. I, I feel like to, really the Chargers are in that too, where all of the te- these teams are probably looking to, to trade back unless somebody loves a player that that, that they're being given, and uh, I think the Jags are in that boat too. But I I'm gonna say because I know that they need interior linemen, and the best interior lineman that that we have here left, it's a bit of a reach. But I'm gonna say Osiris Torrance. Mmm, mmm, you meant offensive lineman. Okay, I get that. Osiris Torrance is a massive human being who's going to be a road grader at guard. And they have a need for guard. I agree. I think that's a good pick. I could see them pairing Miles Murphy with the number one pick from last year, uh, Trayvon Walker, both of which we didn't get to see Miles Murphy test this year. But I think both of those superstar defensive end players could maybe do a stand-up. They're similar size, similar athleticism. I think that'd be really cool. All right, the Giants could go a lot of different directions in here. They have a pretty solid offensive line. Uh, who's the wide receivers for the Giants? Um, no one comes to mind. I'm taking Quentin Johnston. Yeah. Got to do it. Got to give him somebody. They were playing with fucking nobody wide receivers last year. Yeah, well, they were paying guys, but they just weren't using them. It was, we- it was a weird it Well, was yeah, weird uh, old Northern Illinois guy – Old Northern Illinois guy uh, Galladay Galladay couldn't yeah. couldn't even run anymore because his knees were fucking gone, and they yeah. paid him such a big contract. All right, we're gonna burn through this because there's some other late round guys I want to talk about. Yeah, uh, let's it's see. you. Uh, yeah, uh, Cowboys. They, I mean, I, I'm gonna say, let's just go with Deontay Banks. Okay, Deontay Banks from Maryland, very athletic cornerback. I think his relative athletic score was in the 9.9 something. He's got a lot of talent. You're going to put him in there with uh, Stephon Diggs' brother, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, I think that's a pretty good pick. All right, Buffalo Bills. I'm about to shock you, my friend. The Buffalo Bills will be drafting. I got to scroll down to find him. Where is he at? Number 39 ranked on the PFF board, Jack Campbell. Okay. He is Jack Campbell will be replacing Tremaine Edmonds, who got signed in a massive contract to the Chicago Bears. He is almost the exact same size as him. He's like six foot five, two forty, outlandishly high tester, such good read and react skills. He's my one of my crushes of the draft, who I would like to talk about later. Uh normal drafts. Off-ball linebackers aren't usually going very high. I think Jack Campbell can hold down a franchise in the middle and be an Erlacher type for years to come. I love Captain Jack Campbell. Yeah, uh, Jack Campbell is easily the best uh, interior uh, middle linebacker, off-ball linebacker, whatever you want to call them in this draft. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, in in that's not really that big of a surprise. I think, uh, I I think that. Yeah, that's exactly what they what they could. Do. I've been making some wait. picks in this draft, haven't I? Yeah, I mean, I think we both have. We're we're, we're going off script a little bit. Uh, I know that's what makes it fun because oftentimes the mock drafts aren't even close to right. Yeah, 
All right, so I know you absolutely hate this guy, but um, I think that the the Bengals need some more defensive talent. Their offense is set. I mean, I don't think they need offensive anything, especially not with this pick. Um, not even Dewan Jones after after Leal Collins busted on their face. I, I they still have him on their contract. He's still. I think they still believe in him. I think they're gonna skip on Dewan Jones. Um, I think. All right. They're going to go with your least favorite uh, edge defender here, Lucas Van Ness. Here's the thing about Lucas Van Ness. His <laughs> testing know. numbers are silly. His agility, uh, his cone drills were silly. And his bend is really good. So he has the tools to be a really good pass rusher. He also long-armed, bear-rushed, power-rushed uh, Skaronsky and Paris Johnson Jr. onto their backs at one point this season. However, he never started at Iowa. I don't know how much of that is talent and how much of that is a seniority thing. They're very much a seniority favorite, favored team. But I, I, in my mind, I cannot draft a guy like that early in the first round when he never even started. So I don't hate Lucas Van Ness. Uh, little Easter egg, he's dating Frankie Komet, Cole Komet's sister. Interesting. From the uh, Chicagoland area, actually. It's weird we went back-to-back Iowa players. Who, who, who would have thought in, in the first round of an NFL Mm-mm. draft? Iowa's Iowa defense was fucking lights out last year, it and not so, enough people talked so. about it. They were outscoring their really bad offense. Uh, I don't. If Lucas Van Ness lasts this long, that's a good pick. I still would have took an offensive lineman there, but I get where you're coming from. <clears throat> All right. San Francisco lost out on... What ended up being a first-round whiff for them and, and Marcus Davenport, who they traded up to get four years ago, maybe five years ago. He's now on a one-year short-term deal with the Vikings. We have Cameron uh, – oh, God, what's his name? Cameron Johnson? What's the defensive end for the for the Saints who's really good? Cam... Is it Cam, Cam Johnson? No. I can't think Why of it off the top of my head. He talks so much you about fig- Herbert. Yeah, you notice. figure that out. I'm going to take Miles Murphy because that guy's about to retire in the next few years, and they just lost uh, their f- former first-round pick who went to the Vikings. I'm going to go ahead and take Miles Murphy, who's got a lot of upside. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, it's, it's crazy he's fallen to this. He's very talented. Cam Jordan. All right, it's your Cam pick. Yeah. I know Cam um, Jordan. Shut up. I've done a lot of talking. <laughs> that's to the audience. Um, so we're back. We're back to the Eagles. Their their actual pick in this draft. Um, yep, they took Bajan Robinson in the first uh, in yeah. the tenth spot. And, and you know they're in the same spot here where they were that they were before, where they really have no. And they real... take Jameer Gibbs. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, back to back running backs. Um, I, it's crazy that they have a need for center in here when they just resigned maybe one of the best centers in the NFL in uh, Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason Kelsey. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's true. I am going to actually look back and, and deeper into this draft, and I'm going to say I liked what I saw from Darnell Washington in, in the mm-hmm. combine. I think I think another one of the Georgia players who was caught speeding a bunch. Nice. Yeah, I think Darnell Washington. Like, if you saw him on that uh, that that drill where they pushed the the the. Uh, it was like a run blocking drill. I did. I watched it. He's straight for just, being so tall. He had amazing that, form. Yeah, 
Um, I think, especially if you're taking the Bijan number one, they traded away Zach Ertz, who was like a, a favorite in Philly for a long time. I think Darnell Washington is 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 a good player. I think this is earlier than what most people would ever would ever draft him. But the Eagles can can do what they want because they have no real needs. They can just draft you know what they what they want. You're right. Uh, that's a that's a fun pick. I think Darnell Washington has a lot of upside. So for the final pick in the first round, the 31st pick, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, they have a very uh, pressing need for offensive tackle. I'm tempted to go with Anton Harrison here. Um, tempted to maybe go like a Dewan Jones here. But a guy that I'm really high on who I think could be a pass rush specialist, and they, they need to keep getting pass rushers, I am going to make the pick for Will McDonald the fourth who I think is a light player, but a very good player, who I think can do a lot of damage for them. But they're going to have to address offensive line later in the draft. So that is... Yep, that is our first round mock draft spectacular with guest Brad. Before we get out of here, we're going to talk a bit about some guys we like for our teams and a couple guys that I really like in the later rounds. um, Some guys that I think could be hidden gems. So first off... I'll talk a bit about the Bears, and then I'll let you talk about the Chargers, okay? Okay. So, for the Bears, I kind of said who I want the first-round pick to go. And, I mean, we could always trade back if a Carter falls or a quarterback falls. But the kind of guys I'm looking for in the second, I'm looking for a John Michael Schmitz or a Joe Tittman for center. I'm looking – John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmitz, that is. Um, I'm looking for – a Jack Campbell somehow if he slides. I know we would never do it, but I love Jack Campbell. Um, if one of the... Hmm, let me just look. I usually get one of these pass rushers that slides. If if A squared, Aditamiwa, Adibarue, uh, if he slides, I'm taking him for the upside. If not, I'm looking at like a Keanu Bitten from, from Wisconsin who's a defensive tackle. Um, in the later rounds, a guy that I really like is Zach Harrison from Ohio state. He didn't really get to do some of the testing this year and he's got outlandishly long arms and he ran the hundred meter dash in high school and he ran 10 something, if I'm not mistaken, or like a low 11, he was really fast. So he's the kind of athletic ball of clay that I think Eberflus likes, um, I've already said Jackson Smith and Jigba is my favorite, but there's some guys in the later round. Like I think Charlie Jones is a steal out of Purdue. I think he's a guy that's going to contribute for a lot of years in the NFL. He's surprisingly athletic. I think guys like uh, Marvin Mims from Oklahoma, nobody's really talking about. I think he's been a solid contributor every time I've seen him. This whole tight end class, Luke Schoonmaker, Michigan, good player. Sam Laporta, Iowa, super good player. There's a lot of guys in here that can be contributors. Um, and But mainly what I want to see in the second round is offensive linemen. I want those centers. I want Cody Mauk. I want Matthew Bergeron. I don't Anton Harrison if he makes it. I don't even care. Just get some protection for for Justin Fields. That's where I'm looking. Um, in the later rounds, I would love to see a guy like Israel Abanacanda slip. I think he's really good out of Pittsburgh. I think he's got like a rocket strapped to his back. Some safe some safety and corner guys I like. No one's really <clears throat> talking about Jordan Battle out of Alabama. 
Sidney Brown from Illinois is really good. These guys you could have in maybe the third round. I think Keely Ringo should be a first-round pick based off of athletic ability and talent. But people are saying he can't maybe play corner because of his man coverage ability. I think you can move him to free safety, and he's a solid guy for a lot of years. Um, we talked about that during the combine a bit, too. I, I, I agree with that. And Keely Ringo's always been a top-flight guy. He was a track star in high school. He's from Arizona. He was a five-star. Uh, Clark Phillips from Utah decommitted from Ohio State, so I'll hold that against him. But for being a short-arm, short guy, he's fucking lights out. He could be a slot answer for you. Um, some of these linebackers, other than Jack Campbell, I really like brother of Pene Sewell, Noah Sewell. I think that guy is a fucking ass kicker. That guy might even end up transitioning to a pass rushing linebacker because of his size, but he lights people up. And if you ever beat Ohio state to shit, when you play them, I'll never forget it. And I might hate that, but I will remember your name. If you, if you made a good play against Ohio state, um, I want you Mm -hmm. to talk about some of your superlatives for the chargers while I go, Step to the men's room really quickly because we've been right. podcasting yeah. for a long time. I'll be right back. You talk about the your team. All right. So Chargers, uh, obviously, our needs are defensive mostly. If, if we're ta- if we are if this plays out the way we, we're going, obviously Dalton Kincaid would be amazing for us. And I said a little bit earlier, uh, Jordan Addison would be would is a is a wide receiver that we've looked at. Uh, we actually met with him uh, before. before before the draft, so uh, he's something. Maybe that's to smoke and mirror the smoke and mirrors, but he's good enough. We would take him uh, if he if he was there. Maybe we trade back. Trading back is, I think, more on the table for us than it's ever been. Tom Telesco be, is you know one of the best draft minds in my opinion in the in of all the NFL GMs. He has consistently picked very well in his career. Uh, Pat McAfee being a punter when he was just a draft a draft uh, scout, he was in the, he was the uh, he was in charge of the room uh, for drafting Andrew Luck. Obviously, we drafted uh, Justin Herbert, so he, he's a, he's a mind. But I will say uh, for the Chargers, we uh, have also talked to I like to say A squared. Uh, that's all, that's what I'm gonna go with because I would butcher his name. He was a phenomenal. Uh, he was phenomenal in the uh, combine. He put up ridiculous numbers for his size, speed-wise, and his bench was insane as well. Uh, any team would be uh, very uh, lucky to have him. I think that uh, I think the the steal of this draft may be Zach Coots, tight end from Old Dominion. He also tested phenomenally. Uh, he is, I mean, he's going to be a late a late pick tight end but he is phenomenal i think uh any team i believe he has a background in like skiing or snowboarding too yeah he's a phenomenal athlete so uh zach coons is like my one of my sneaky picks in this draft whoever gets him in those late rounds is gonna get like a guy that can definitely start from day so to, to point something out the, one of the key differences between Brad and I, it seems like, is Brad has a huge amount of emphasis on projection and athletic testing because A-squared is one of the most outlandish outla- athletic testers that we've seen in many years, a real combine warrior. So is Zach Koontz. Um, I tend to, like, Clark Phillips, not a great tester. Great football player yeah. on the field. Actually tiny. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of cool to see two different worlds' uh, point of views on that. 
Sorry, I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a draft baby. I, I love the I, I love the combine. Uh, I don't watch college football nearly as much as you do, but I, I I'm very interested in the draft, so I, I I force myself to. But at the end of the day, I'm watching highlights and I'm watching the combine. And when I see people show up in those two areas, you know, they end, a lot of those people do end up just succeeding if they have really good highlights and they uh, test really well in the combine. There's that's that, that to me. That's recipe for success. It doesn't always work out, but neither does any other pr- predictions for drafts. So you know, yeah, my, it's a crapshoot every year because, and I I maintain this. I'm steadfast in saying that a guy that flames out one place might be a, a superstar somewhere else if he was drafted there. It's a lot of contextual things, like situation yeah. specific. Yeah, um, I think uh, some some other some other guys, Nathaniel Dell uh, from Houston, Ooh, phenomenal athlete, tiny. I think, uh, yeah, Tank uh, Dell. He, they call him Tank Dell. Yeah, Tank Dell uh, could be really good in any of those teams that pick him. I think Jalen Hyatt. It, he's he's been linked to the Chargers a couple times through mock drafts for a first round pick. There's no way he's not a first round wide receiver. Not in my he's book. This, he's got uh, a he deep has, ball has, tracking ability that would pair very well with Herbert if you could scheme would. him up like they did at Tennessee. Yeah, uh, if we could get him in, in the second, I would I would be very happy with that. But he's not a first round guy. But Jalen Hyatt, uh, you know, you if you work with him a little bit, he could he could you know be the future uh, a future really good uh, wide receiver. I think my, one of my personal favorites uh, from this co- from the combine, uh, and I'm a little biased, but uh, Travius Hodges Tomlinson, um, Ladainian Tomlinson's nephew mm-hmm. uh, from TCU. TCU, he, yeah, TCU. Did I not say TCU? Sorry. No, I was uh, just saying it when you said it. Yeah, uh, he he was. I mean, he was good at TCU. Not not like anything super special, but in the combine he tested well. And the uh, I think his fluidity in his hips was phenomenal as well. I think that he uh, has all the tools that it would take to be a guy that can succeed in the in the NFL at the quarterback position. Uh, He's always he been a highly the, ranked the guy tape. too, even out of high school. Just so you know. Yeah, he he uh, he doesn't have the tape to sh- to to back that up. I, that's more of a belief for me, and I I really hope the Chargers do draft him. It'd be a family affair for us. I think uh, I think that would be really fun. Uh, Devin Ashane from Texas A and M for a running back. He's Super more of like fast. a third round, fourth round guy. So fast, so fast. Um, he would be. Didn't a, you guys just take a Texas A and M running back? Isaiah Spiller, uh, but still, I mean, maybe Devin Ashane, Isaiah Spiller didn't really see any field time. I'm gonna maybe go ahead and let you know like it's him. Devon A. Chain. Is it? I'm almost positive. Well, then I I apologize uh, to the no, you're that, good <laughs> to him. Uh, he probably won't listen to this, but um, I would also love us to take uh, Cody Mausch at some point. Oh, um, love him. He's just a he's just a happy guy out there, you know. It, for those of you that don't know, there's a viral video of like a pregame uh, graphic for college football that shows Cody Malk when he entered college as like a young, fresh-faced tight end, and then when he was a senior, where his hair was short and red as a freshman and is now very long and flowing, with a full red beard and mustache and missing two front teeth, and he's grinning ear to ear, and it is. It is something to see, and it's a lot of people are like, "This is the real college experience that we're all hoping for." And stuff like he's lovely. I love him. He reminds me a lot of last year's small school standout, 
Um, oh man, where was he from? Wisconsin Whitewater. I forget his name now off the top of my head. He went to the Broncos. Yeah, it, that, that's, uh, you'll, f- that you will, you guys know who it is, whatever. I've yeah, said so you, many names you, today. Yeah. Um, Quinn oh, Minerts. Oh, okay. Okay. Reminds uh, me of him. I, the Chargers are just kind of in, in, in the market for drafting a, a, a running back at some point during this draft, maybe later on. There's, you know, there's a Ty J Spears option. He, he's, he, he could be very good. Um, uh, let me see. Oh, Dorian Will- Williams. We did. We, I think we met with Dorian Williams as well. Also from Tulane. Uh, mm-hmm. he, uh, we need off ball linebackers. He is a, a good later round option for that. Uh, we also met, and I, I don't disagree with this pick. Uh, you know, uh, we met with Ventrell Miller from Florida. Yep, linebacker. Um, yeah, another inside linebacker. Uh, and we also met with Kendrick Miller. I did post this one in our little group chat for NFL M- M- MA. Kendra Miller, the TC running back. Yes, we met. Yeah, we he's met all right. Him. He's all right. I he. he I'm not that excited about him. I just that's uh you know on on the table for us for sure because like I said we are just in the market for a mid to late round running back. Um, I I'm trying to I'm trying to think if there's any more that come to mind. I got uh, a couple just, a couple of guys I like later. So I think tight end and pass rusher are like basically the the most stacked positions in this draft and the pass rushers come in all shape and sizes. I think Tuli Tui Pelotu, from who, who's an edge defender for USC, who also played on the defensive tackle spots for them uh, in prior years. This is one of those guys that isn't going to check all the boxes with length, but he gets to the quarterback and fucking roughs them up, and he's a really fun player to watch. I like him, especially if you can beef him up a little bit and put him back at three tech. I really like Derek Hall as a sleeper from Auburn. He's basically got one move, which is run straight at you with a long arm and just hustle his way to the quarterback. But he has that length and get off and effort that you see in these super athletic SEC pass rushers that translates to a contributor on an NFL team. And he's apparently super high character. Apparently he was born like three months early and was a super preemie baby that wasn't projected to like do well and look at him now. And that's a cool story. Uh, looking at some other guys in the pass rushing category, we have Addy Tommy was ranked really low and that was surprising to me. I mentioned Zach Harrison already. Um, there's an army player who I don't think is going to do well, but it's at least cool to talk about Andre Carter, who they said could actually play before fulfilling his requirements. Mozzie Smith is a defensive tackle for Michigan. He topped, uh, Dane Brugler for the athletics, uh, athletic freaks list. And I don't know if you've ever looked at that, but he does it every year for the college players. It's his like top athletic freaks. This, the Brown brothers for Illinois, the running back and the safety were on there. Mozzie Smith was his number one athletic freak. Um, the things that he can do weight room wise, the things that he can do 
um, by like doing the vertical box jumps and stuff. They have one where you're jumping box jumps like you're doing like all the stairs, but it's like in the middle of two staircases and there's like four big box jumps and they time how fast you can get to the top. And he almost like broke the team's record at like 340. So he's a guy that can come in and be your Don Terry Poe type. He did have a gun charge though, which I don't perceive to be a huge issue. He just said he was in the process of getting his permit. It's not like, he had it was illegal, but like he identified it to the cops. He's a Michigan guy, you know. I want to rail on that, but I actually kind of like the guy. It's whatever. Zach Pickens for South Carolina, super athletic, also like a top ten high school recruit. He's always had that pedigree. Um, and if you go a bit further down, you've got a guy like a Byron Young who stood out to me on on tape for Alabama a lot when I watched Alabama games, and I think he could be had fifth round or later. I already talked about. Uh, Penny Sewell's brother, but there are a lot of good linebackers in this class that I like. Trenton Simpson's really cool from Clemson. He's super fast. His parents, I think, are both in the army. I think one of them's an officer. So he's always had like that uh, regimented lifestyle. He's a really hard worker. There's some good cornerbacks as well. I think Cam Smith from South Carolina has got a lot of unique talent. Uh, Garrett Wilson's or Garrett Williams is hurt for Syracuse, but I think he could be cool. And one thing to know, I wouldn't draft any of the secondary players from Ohio State because our secondary has been fucking god-awful for years now. So, I think that's pretty much it. We're about at two hours now. This has been a really cool exercise to talk about some of these prospects. Is there anything you want to get off your chest before I never invite you back onto this podcast? Just kidding. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, just so you guys know, my voice is a little off from what it normally is. Uh, Aiden obviously would be able to pick that up, but... I uh, noticed you were raspy. I, I thought that was, you know, a little yeah, bit off putting. I don't sound this this sexy, ah. but uh, so if I do ever appear again, uh, don't expect these same dulcet tones. Mm. Um. <laughs> if you're looking for a sick, sick boy, go ahead and call up Brad Pence. Are you sick? No, you I just, was just yelling? yelling a lot last night. <laughs> yeah, my throat feels a little scratchy because I went to a mall in Evansville, Indiana to buy a blazer and I probably touched a bunch of people sick all over the fabrics that I was looking through. Um, thank you for coming on three hours late today. I really appreciate it. Um, I did not have a 20 page paper I needed to write to get my degree, but I do love talking to you. It's great catching up. It's great talking with somebody that actually enjoys the mock draft draft season process almost even as much as I do because Luke absolutely hates it he doesn't think the players exist until the Vikings draft them it's actually quite funny um but yes you are welcome on the pod I hope you can come on more often it'd be cool this year I think I'm gonna have a bit of a transitionary period when I'm entering the job market so maybe I'll even have more time to do extra pods so maybe we get to talk more in the off season but it's been great yeah, I, I had a great time. Uh, I wish I hope hopefully this one gets through so we you, you know uh, we didn't just waste almost two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be great. Never a waste. Uh, yeah, uh, but regardless, I had a good time talking just talking the draft with you. I love the draft. I I wa- I've watched it every year for the last I don't know ten years basically. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm making gumbo. Yeah. Three days, three days. I'm I'm just chalking out for the draft. I usually on the third day on Saturday just play on my switch while the names are coming through. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll, I'll be making some fried rice, some some game day fried rice. Uh, oh, I might even just Facetime you and learn. I have a walk yeah, downstairs now. I bought one. Ooh, I I, I, I have I like a Zojirushi rice cooker, dude. If, 
if you're going to make anything, you should probably just even broke people. You can just make rice now. It's cheap. It's easy. Did you hear what I said? I got a Zojirushi rice cooker. I I I assume that's a good one. Oh cheap, yeah, it's the best. It's the best. I just assumed, you know, due to your upbringing, I, I assumed Grandma Aiko would have told you about the Zojirushi rice cookers. They have like a little chime when they start and when they stop. That is like a child lullabies. It's so cute, and their mascot's like a an elephant, but they're like really high end. It was like one hundred and fifty dollars for this rice cooker. No, uh, the rice cookers that my family has always owned are the ones that just pop up like a fucking <laughs> Hamilton <done>. Beach <laughs> oyster. Or yeah. O- Oster. Yeah, I know. I'm just fucking with you. I was like, dude, I hate cooking rice. I always get it to stick to the bottom a little bit or it gets a little too mushy. And I found out that they make them where you put the shit in there and the computer inside automatically adjusts everything. So you have a uniform pot of rice every single time that's fluffy and it keeps it hot for as many hours as you want without drying it out. It's awesome. But it was a it was a Christmas present, so I didn't have to buy it. All right. We always throw in a little bit about our lives on this podcast. We've got a Jedi Survivor coming out this month. I know a lot of Star Wars fans out there are excited about that. And then in the beginning of May, we have Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild's direct sequel on Nintendo Switch, which Luke is right now playing uh, at my behest. So I think it's about time to get out of here. All right. For NFL Mayo, I've been Aiden. And Brad. And we will catch you after the draft. Hopefully it goes our ways. Bye-bye now. NFL.